0: Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. My name is Peter Hostrosser, and I am your host. Hey, thanks so much for being here. If you like the podcast, give a thumbs up, give a great review. Also, don't forget to subscribe. You'll see and hear the things that we talk about around education reform. Immediately, as soon as they come out, head over to disrupteducation.co or peterhostrosser.com for even more information and blogs and different things going on around education these days which there's a lot and if you get a chance and you want to amplify your learning you want to engineer your career and repurpose your life go to getahallpass.com that's a great place for a pivot or transition program or even a gap year program for anybody and everybody who's ready to level up their education and move forward in their profession Today, we're gonna be talking about the New England Innovation Academy. We have the founding head of school, Tom Wolper, and we also have an innovation advisor and trustee, Matthew Cressy, who is also the MIT Integrated Design and Management Degree Program Director and Founder. We've got some great topics. We're gonna talk about innovation, we're gonna talk about new schools, and we are going to disrupt education. Stay tuned. Have you ever thought about creating courses and training online? Without a partner to guide you through that process, you're going to be stressed about why your learners aren't engaged or how to create updated content, missing revenue opportunities and not even having enough time. I know because I create online courses and I have a solution for you, e-learning partners. You don't have to be overwhelmed anymore. Become a partner with e-learning partners to create your courses and training stress-free and achieve the results you want to see. If you are thinking about wanting to create a course or training online and you believe like I believe that no expertise should go unheard, then click the e-learning Partners link in the notes of this podcast, and you can start your journey to create your courses and training stress free. If you want all that and more from the e learning partners, hit the link in the podcast notes because there's a free masterclass for you to take. That's right, a free masterclass. Hit that link today. The Disrupt Education vlog can be found on YouTube. To hear it in podcast form, search Disrupt Education on any of the following podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Welcome to this episode of Disrupt Education. I am pleased to have two distinguished guests changing education in very different ways. Uh, I would like to introduce Tom Wolper. Uh, He is the uh, founding uh, founding head of school for the New England uh, Innovation Academy. And I would also like to introduce uh, Matt Cressy, the director and founder of the MIT Integrated Design and Management Degree Program. Um, Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having us. pleasure.
0: All right, so uh, let's go alphabetically. So we'll start with Matt. Uh, Matt, can you tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do?
2: Why sure, my um, my name is Matt Cressy and I uh, grew up in New Hampshire um, Tom's getting worried right now that there's going to be a long story. Uh, but I uh, bring that up because I was uh, in a school system that just wasn't that good. And uh, ended up having a really adventurous experience in, in my schooling. Uh, luckily, I was pretty driven and motivated. Um, and uh, ended up eventually studying this, this discipline called industrial design. Uh, and really, love that. thats the the discipline of designing and inventing products that have meaning and and value to to customers, to people. Um, I uh, started a company called Design Turn and made a living doing that for many, many years while I kind of had this hobby of teaching and I was teaching with Rhode Island School of Design. Uh, Eventually started collaborating with Harvard Business School and MIT and uh, that all manifested eventually in this program that I, I co-founded called IDM, Integrated Design and Management at MIT.
0: Thank you. Um, and uh, Tom, tell us a little bit about what, uh, who you are and what you do right now.
1: Well, uh, I have the pleasure of being the founding head of New England Innovation Academy, and I recognize in some ways on paper I'm as least likely a candidate to be the head of an innovation academy, given that in so many ways, my background is about as traditional background in independent education as it comes. I went to a country day school as a kid. I went away to boarding school, went to Lawrenceville school for for high school. Um, I think it was then perhaps my friends knew before I did that I was gonna become a teacher. I was a camp counselor, I was a coach. I would light up when i would be around kids uh time to graduate college you know teaching intern at groton school Thought i do it for a year and then get a real job and you know here i am some 34 years later you know still in uh education uh, i was lucky working at some great new England boarding schools at, at groton school taft school hotchkiss school did a a four years ahead of school in chiang mai thailand uh, and uh, eventually serve as the head of Far East Country Day School, a pre-K through 8 school in New Jersey. And I kind of laugh that all those institutions, save for the one in Thailand, are 90 to 200 plus years old and is steeped in a certain um, tradition or paradigm of education. And as much as I value every minute from my experiences there i was always struck by how the inertia and culture of those institutions meant that they could only innovate and change around the edges even as it did grow and evolve and my role at hotchkiss i was the academic dean you know working to try to be really forward-thinking as to what the program should look like in fact that's where i got the bee in my bonnet thinking as happy as i was about uh, working in schools really thought that they could do better and when this opportunity um, Uh, opened up it was a dream
0: gonna come true so I gotta ask how did both of you intersect let's go to that story how how did how did Matt meet Tom and Tom meet Matt Uh, (laughs) so let's see I was uh, pulled in to help
2: Nia develop some curriculum that would allow students to innovate and uh, was uh, given this wonderful opportunity uh, to be on the Board of Trustees and uh, we then set out to search for a uh, founding head of school that would uh, not only have a lot of understanding about traditional education uh, but also have the ability to tolerate the amount of suffering that I would inflict on him uh, as we try to do things that are completely different than what's traditionally been done. And I think that's one of the things that makes uh, this whole effort so special is that um, you know, Tom is able to kind of grasp the value of the kind of unorthodox world that I came from and continue to perpetuate for other people, <laughs> uh, while at the same time making it uh, something that will actually uh, be, uh, will meet the functional needs of, you know, academics and, and standardized testing and those things that are necessary in, in the school system that we're talking about at that age.
0: Is that true, Tom? Is that how it happened?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whatever Matt says, absolutely. But I uh, I think maybe just to add on to what Matt said, what's been so exciting about this project the founders and also on the board with Matt Cressy, his man named Joel Goetz, who's the Deputy Director of Advancement at Yale School of Management has brought together a combination of people passionate about education, about uh, entrepreneurism, about innovation, and combining that mindset, in so many ways we have the mindset of a startup company and blending that with the best in uh, education. So the really interdisciplinary nature of the kind of founding team is part of what makes things so exciting. And as soon as we dip too far in one direction, and you know, reverting to the mean of what education is, we Get Matt and others kind of challenging us to think differently, to think forward. And as soon as you know, kind of maybe they go too far in the kind of entrepreneurial bend that doesn't make sense in terms of what you know a 6 to 12 uh, educational program should look like, the kind of educators can kind of pull back. And that's been so exciting, um, uh, you know, kind of having come from again these old established schools to, to have that dynamic as part of our team.
0: I, I I'm so excited to hear what are these questions that you're asking, Matt, in education right now. Um, I've been a secondary educator for about 20 years. Um, I've seen little, little changes. Um, And now due to the pandemic, due to social justice, all these different things that are hitting us in 2020 and one big, well, big swoop. Um, we're seeing people shaking their heads. And I feel like the conversation has always been right under the surface. I wanna hear what what are the questions that you're asking and, and how are you integrating um, your background in design thinking and and pushing um, schools like the New England Innovation Academy and, and others to do some different things there?
2: That's a, a very good question also very challenging Um, I'll do my best to answer and I'm sure Tom will be able to fill in some gaps but um, you know one of the things that I think is pretty clear lately uh, well not even lately but as of 20 years ago was that the entire world shifted from the industrial age to the digital economy and in doing so uh, everyone kind of without knowing it had to develop a whole new set of skills. And they had to visualize how they work together in a whole new way. And the way that people started working together, teams that were distributed globally, right? You know, I was working with teams in China and and around the world and we would communicate using the internet, all of those tools Uh, that are enabled by the internet from email to CAD programs to, you know, UI, UX, to to whatever, right? All of those tools are are there and they need to be harnessed. So there's a practical aspect to all of this, which is how do we work efficiently to create beautiful new products and experiences for each other. But on top of that, there is this idea, a sort of philosophy a philosophical element where it's about working together in multicultural environments and doing that in a way where it's not just tolerating each other and our differences, it's actually going uh, many steps farther and that is appreciating each other because of our differences and I think that sort of active appreciation uh, is, is what's exactly needed right now Uh, but it's very hard to appreciate someone when you have felt left behind by the establishment and so all around this country of ours we have people who feel left behind and so it's very hard for them to embrace other people and to uh, have empathy for them and that leads me to the last thing I'll say about this which is one of the things I learned in design school is this process of human-centered design. You, you use the term design thinking. I, I steer away from that. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but human-centered design um, is, is this process where before you make a decision, you actually consider the thoughts, and feelings, and emotions of those people who might be affected by that decision. And you do that you investigate those ideas and feelings through connecting with them, through understanding them, through discussion, very open, right, very loving. And then you synthesize that information and distill it into some sort of expression of those findings such that you can take action and create solutions to, to the problems that these people have. So I feel like that idea of human-centered design taught to the Individual citizens of this world, of this country, would actually go a long way to bringing us together, because it would be kind of baked into the way that we make decisions, as opposed to latching on to whatever stuff is being jammed down our throat by, you know, all the various forms <coughs> of media.
1: And, and I think what I might, you know, add there, um, and you alluded to this at the beginning, Peter, our educational paradigm today. For the most part, it looks like it did back in 1950, and in some ways, it's designed around compliance. It's designed around certain content mastery and a very certain way of understanding, and all of that came from experts. You know, whether they're you know their their school boards or external standards being done or No Child Left Behind, these experts kind of telling educators to tell children what they should know and be able to go ahead and do what i love about what matt said and what we need now to prepare our students for 2050 is to begin with the needs of the students and to empower them you know the first part of our mission and we um, and it's we we synthesize it calling our pen is you know passion to purpose idea to impact so we can create the next generation of innovators to be the change that they want to see in the world. So if you begin with the students' interests and passions, uh, develop in them this understanding of human-centered de- uh, design, both as a process, but also as an ethos for how you go about learning and doing and making a difference, I think we really feel this can be trans- uh, transformative in what the world really
0: needs now. Coming up after the break, we're going to dig a little deeper into the New England Innovation Academy, and Tom and Matt are going to extend a little bit more on how education is changing these days. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. I recently asked Jake, who is a sophomore in high school, why he uses SpikeView view to share his learning journey
3: um, I think it's really cool that you know spike view is really putting that abstract into con- concrete data and knowledge and then displaying that to the outside world and I think spike view is different than anything else out there uh, like I said before because it's really taking that you know the, that those abstract skill sets and those abstract experiences and putting them into data that you know is actually mathematic and scientific and um, you know that matches you up with the best programs and um, you know, best places for you. People, um, you know, who are really trying to make those changes in the world and they're going to be using Spike View because Spike View is that app where you can, you know, take take those experiences and take those passions and put them out there uh, and share with other people. And that's, you know, that's really powerful. And to that, you know, that professional networking piece, um, you know, to be with other like-minded teenagers, that puts you ahead. That puts you ahead in a lot of ways. And so, um, you know, I think anyone who uses Spike View right now has a leg up in the future. And excited to see, you know, where those View alumni head up.
0: Head to spikeview.com, Start your portfolio now for free. I really like the human-centered piece to this. And I've always known it as, I just learned something today. I've I, I always known it, you know, as the, um, the, the you know, design thinking model. Uh, but I like the human-centered a lot more. Um, Empathy and understanding at the beginning of a problem. Um, how far are you looking to go with the New England uh, Innovation Academy, Tom? Um, are you looking at? Are we looking at like smaller communities starting there? Are we looking at global issues? What does that look like when um, the academy launches, and how students see things? Tough check
1: a tough question in the sense that we are in the process of building our curriculum now with Mm -hmm. Matt's help and with our team of, of educators, but we very much are taking a, um, kind of forward focus. Matt talked uh, about, um, looking at a kind of global point of view. And so certainly, uh, I think a place where I might answer your your question as we're really looking to fuel innovation, we see diversity as being key to that uh, because diversity of thinking leads to a more innovative process and homogenous thinking, homogenous teams are outperformed by diverse teams always. And so we're really looking at the students that we're trying to attract to New England Innovation Academy as our starting point. You know, diversity in all of the visible and invisible ways, diversity of students from across the country and from across the world, uh, looking for the same things in terms of our staff. So I think the first step maybe to answer your question is to have an intentionally diverse community To be the fuel for the innovation that we want to uh, have happen and we also are talking about having real world learning opportunities this is not going to be an ivory tower and just book learning we're looking both at forging partnerships with corporate groups or community groups in town service learning groups but also bringing that thinking onto campus so our students are asked using a human-centered design process to engage in real challenges for example we're looking at our sixth graders to really look at our local campus ecosystem and ways that they can improve it uh, by using all these these different tools
0: what i really like is it's very student-centered i would love to see something like this scale is that part of this um there are many many um you know innovative schools uh, that are kind of pocked throughout the united states and the world if you will um and right right time and and i get super excited about this. this is what my entire uh podcast is all about and and understanding different ways of doing things i was a student who didn't like to be boxed in and there was no meaning to things um where do you where do you see this uh going i know we're very early in the process but what's the big hairy goal here of the innovation academy and um you know how how things are going to evolve out of it?
1: Well, we, we have um, three visionary founders who I think's ambition is is large. We truly want this to help transform what education looks like, not just for the students at Newman Innovation Academy, NIA, as we've been shorthanding it, uh, but to be a model and an example for other schools. And indeed, uh, if this um program if this school evolves and grows the ways that we think it will to look at opening up other schools possibly across the country and around the and around the world so that is certainly you know part of the grandest vision and ambition we'll take it one step at a time because you got a lot to do to open the school for next year uh but uh you know if all goes goes well, we would really love to see this
0: scale. On the collegiate side, I have to ask Matt. um, Data has shown that um, educators, uh, the amount of educators coming out, and I know this is a grandiose question, but that's what I do. Um, They are uh, less and less coming into the education you know area how do we get your program in education <laughs> that's or is it already
2: in, in in at the college level or at the high school middle school level
0: A- any and all across the board
2: well you know I think that um, my feeling or experience has been that what we teach is sort of universally appreciated and attractive to, to everyone including educators right including teachers and I think there's a lot of experimentation with what we teach already going on at the high school level and middle school level. Um, I think what's missing is uh, maybe a kind of intentional element to it, right? That um, you know, when when people get it right, they may not know how they got it right, and so it's very difficult to repeat it. And so uh that's where this human-centered design process comes in you know it's a it's a process of innovating but it's it's repeatable uh what you know certainly what we're hoping to do here with nia is is scale it right and and that can be scaled in many different ways it could be opening other nia schools it could also be licensing our curriculum to other schools that are not affiliated with us other than that so we really do want to try to see that, because we hope and feel that what we're doing will have a positive impact on the lives of people who experience this type of curriculum. Um, I think there was one part of your question about uh, what keeps it from being adopted, and I think that comes down to uh, an entrenched mindset in academia, it's everywhere. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm just so angry about that, because I was a victim of that mindset. Mm-hmm. And I still am, to a certain extent. Uh, you know, we have an academic system that likes to create people in its own image. And it just perpetuates this archaic system. And it puts people in power to continue the archaic system right yeah that needs to be broken up and that's what i love about what's happening with nia is that you know we finally have some people that have the courage like i said earlier to suffer long enough to hopefully create something radically different there's a lot of uncertainty involved with that Hmm. um and uh it's tough for everyone involved it's tough for the nia team uh and me too uh, it's just it's just really hard to do. But you know the thing is is that we've got a courageous team, and I think that's the other thing it takes just courage.
0: You know, I am so happy you said it makes leaders become the same. It's the mindset is so entrenched. And uh, wow, thank you for saying that. I'm just that made my Monday. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, Because I feel that way as well, Um, lost in the system all the way through, and you figure things out for yourself, uh, privileged enough to be able to do that. Some people aren't, um, and there's just struggle all the way out, and uh, I really appreciate that. Um, Tom, tell us how people can find the New England Innovation Academy. Um, How can they uh, get some more information here? Um, possibly register or sign up or try to get into this thing how, how, what does that look like
1: um, absolutely well the easiest thing to do is to go to our website that actually just launched in its full version a few days ago and that's at n-e-i-a-c-a-d-e-m-y.org so neiacademy.org and there'll be all sorts of information there about the school about the vision that process for uh, application. And what I love about our team and being an innovative and entrepreneurial school is that we're really gonna be listening to the market over these next months to see what it's asking for. Uh, We're looking to open with a grade six and a grade nine and over six years uh, grow to to full capacity as a six to 12 school with close to 600 students. Uh, We have the capacity to have day students and support we're visually we are looking at this point to start boarding in our third year but if the demand comes sooner then we'll pivot and we'll look at boarding sooner and that's what's been really fun about this process plus the ambiguity that matt said is that we like certainty and when i worked at the schools i did before you know you had your timetables and you would follow it that's what's been really exciting and true is a human-centered design school as you reach out to parents who are interested and students who are interested we are listening to them, not that we're going to lose sight of the our values and the stakes we put in the ground. You know, We're going to be a human-centered uh, design uh, school, you know, regardless of what people say to us. But we're taking in uh, what they say through this entire process. So visit our website and learn more about Nia and, and please um, uh, reach out and learn even more.
0: We'll put all that information up in the podcast. Um, I am super excited to watch this journey. Uh, I know this is not gonna be our last conversation. Um, This is totally disruption happening. Um, I know it was coined in 2019 and then everybody was like, ah, disruption. But the fact that I can hear educators saying things like humanistic approach, um, pivoting, (laughs) learning while we go, uh, and really mean it outside of the box that we've been in is, is, has been a true joy. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here with us on Disrupt Education. Thank you. Um, thank you all for watching and listening. Uh, we'll be back next time. If you like this, hit that subscribe button. There's much more to come, and we'll be watching uh, the New England Innovation Academy.